Are you doing something that most average people do? Are you sitting around watching TV? Are you mindlessly scrolling through social media? Those things are all average person behaviors. You got to catch yourself. You want to make sure that you are not amongst average people when it comes to your behavior. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called Work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is, we are talking traits of the 2%. Before we get into this, I remind everybody to send out a text every day, guaranteed to have you focus sharpen on points called the Daily Motivation. Also one every week called the Monday Motivation. You want to get these messages, so just text me at my number right now, 305-384-6894. Once we get that text, tech issues fixed, then you'll be getting those messages as I told you they're coming on those schedules. As soon as you text us, you'll immediately get an auto message that'll tell you what your options are. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the place where I do all my coaching. It's the only place I work with anybody directly. If you would like to have me as your personal coach, there is only one way to do it. The good thing is that one way is pretty easy. All you got to do is go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can see everything that we're doing, everything that we're about, the type of people that we work with, and our framework based around mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. That is all at workonyourgameuniversity.com. That link is also down below in the description of this episode. So with that out the way, let's get into today's topic, which is traits of the 2%. What got me thinking of this topic? Because this is something that I have actually talked about this before. I might not talk about it. And yes, I did talk about this episode number 2424. What the top 2% do that you don't do. So there we were talking really about actions of the top. 2%. Here, we're going to talk more about the mindsets, the mental habits of the people in the top 2%. So this is a sister episode to that one, but this one is going, again, more to the mental side of it than just the activities. So what got me thinking about this was I heard this story, I read the story that Pizza Hut in California was laying off about, I think they said 1,200 employees they were laying off because According to the article, they were laying these employees off as a response to the minimum wage increases in the state of California. And I remember having some conversations with some people on social media about this, some people who agreed and some people who disagreed. And I remember some people were saying that my solution, because I was getting this back and forth conversation with several people, and my solution was saying that, well, people who really have a problem with the way that employees or staff or now laid off staff get treated, they should cease being employees and just become 
CEOs. They could just become the person who owns and runs their business. They don't have to worry about the way that employees get maybe treated poorly or they're underpaid or all these things that people were saying about employees and basically bad mouthing companies saying, well, these companies are just greedy and they're just using employees and they're not treating them right because they're laying them off and they should just eat the cost and pay more money to their staff and all this stuff. And I said, well, no, they shouldn't do that. The staff should just stop being staff and become a boss. So now you don't have to worry about how staff gets treated because you ain't staff. And some dummies in the comments to the things that I was saying, they replied to me and they said, well, Dre, if everybody became a CEO, there wouldn't be anybody left to work. Now, theoretically, they are correct that if everyone decides to be a CEO, there wouldn't be any workers because everybody would be a business owner and there wouldn't be any employees. Doesn't mean we couldn't still have businesses because everybody could just be a solopreneur on their own company. But that's besides the point. I got the directionally what they were trying to say, which is everybody can't be a CEO. And they are 100 percent correct. They cannot. Literally, that will not happen. If everybody becomes a CEO. And I'm going to address the idiocy of that talking point. And I don't think they meant it literally. I think some of it maybe did. But directionally, I got what they were saying. I'm going to address why, whether literally or directionally, this will never happen. And I'm going to explain to you why today and what I'm going to try to help you understand, especially those of you who are listening to the show, is that it is not your job to worry about what the 98 percent are going to do. You need to make sure that you are part of the top two percent. All right. Everybody else is their business. You are your business. So let's get into it. Point number one topic. Once again, today is traits of the top two percent. Number one. People who are in the top 2% have a heavy amount of drive, D-R-I-V-E, drive. And I don't mean operating a vehicle. I mean, top 2% performers have a level of drive that when I'm talking top 2%, I'm talking about the type of people who are willing to do what everybody else doesn't do, such as make themselves the boss of their situation so that they don't have to worry about what the boss does because you won't have one anymore. You are the boss. So if you're going to join the top 2% and CEOs are in this group, and this is where this all came from, mentally and physically, your drive to succeed must be stronger than that of almost everyone you know. If you're going to join the top 2%, and again, when I was telling these people who were, I guess, defending people who are staff who are getting laid off from their jobs at Pizza Hut, I said, well, those people or whoever you're talking about, why don't they just become a CEO? And then you don't have to worry about, again, complaining about CEOs and saying CEOs are overpaid or they're greedy or they're not worth the money that they make. But if they're overpaid, why don't you just become a CEO? <laughs> if your issue is money and you see that this job is overpaid, why don't you just take that job? Unless you think it's something morally or ethically wrong with it, which a lot of them kind of did allude to. And I think that's kind of just a cope. It's just a mental cope that people come up with so they can basically justify staying in the same space that they're in while complaining about it. That's a little bit different conversation than what we're having here today. If you're going to be in the top two percent, your drive to succeed must be stronger than that of almost everyone you know. You shouldn't know anybody who's more driven than you. The reason why there will never be a problem of everybody on the planet becoming a CEO at the same time and leave nobody to work is that most people don't have the drive to become a top 2% performer. They don't even have the drive, let alone the skill or the knowledge or the thought or the idea. They don't have the drive. The reason I know this to be true is because I can subjectively look at the actions of people and you can as well. Now that you're thinking about it, look at the actions of the people you see around you. If you want to know what someone is truly about and what they truly believe, don't listen to anything they say. Simply watch their actions. Watch their behavior. You don't have to watch them every day like some private investigator to see what a person is about. And you can look at who they are and where they are today. Then check on them in five years or 10 years from now. Or someone who you've known for a while. Look at them today and ask yourself, who were they five or 10 years ago? 
Have they changed much? Has the circumstances changed much? Are they that much of a different person besides the fact that they got older, fatter, and uglier? Besides that, has anything changed? When people only change by getting older, fatter, and uglier, this is a representation of them lacking drive. They don't have any drive, which is fine. I'm not saying it's the bad about them. I'm just pointing out the truth. Most people don't have drive. They just get older, they gain weight, and they don't look as good as they did when they were younger. This is pretty much what happens with most people because they don't have any drive to do anything different. So they just live by default. And when you just live by default, the only things that happen is you get older, fatter, and uglier. That is what happens. I'm not, again, I am kind of being tongue in cheek with this and being facetious, but I'm also telling you the truth. If I got this wrong, somebody let me know. What else happens to people when they live by default? They don't get better. They don't just make more money naturally. That doesn't happen. You have to have a drive in order to, for things to get better on purpose in your life. And the only way things get better is on purpose. Things do not get better when you're just left alone. Only time in life when things get better by being left alone is during puberty. That is when your body naturally grows and it gets to a certain point where puberty ends and you stop growing and any growth you get after that has to be on purpose. Most people are not on purpose at all in any aspect of life. This is why most people's growth ends at puberty. Everybody follow. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never ask themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called The Mirror of Motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. And that sounds like the missing link in your process. And let me give you a hint. It is the missing link in your process. I'll give you a free copy of the Mirror of Motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is traits of the 2%. Number two, determination. The root word of determination is determine. What does it mean to determine something? It means to make a decision, right? If you say to TBD, which stands for to be determined, what does that mean? That means that somebody somewhere needs to make a decision about what's going to happen in this situation. You might see that if you're going to go to a sports game. You see three weeks from now, the Lakers are going to play against the Knicks in New York. What time is the game? It says TBD, to be determined. We don't know what time the game is going to be yet. Somebody's going to make a decision, though, about what time that game is going to be, right? That's what determined means. That's what it means to determine something. So determination is the trait of a person who has made clear decisions about who and what and where they will be in life. Determination is the trait of a person who has made clear decisions about who and what and where they will be in life. And let me let you in on a secret. 98% of people never make any decisions about who they are, what they will be, or where they will be. So in other words, 98% of people have no determination because they don't determine anything. They just allow life to happen as it happens. That is not determination. That's the opposite of determination. That's the status quo. That's inertia or what many of you will call stagnation, one form of inertia. Most people don't determine anything. And this is how most people end up wherever life decides to send them, not where they have consciously chosen to be. And there's a big difference between the two. You can end up where life wants you to be or just where it tosses you. Life doesn't really constantly think about where it sends you. It just sends you wherever it sends you. 
And if you allow it, you'll just end up wherever, doing whatever with whoever. But you have a 2% of people who actually get determined about where they want to be in life. And regardless of the circumstances put in front of them, they find a way to alter the situation and use circumstance to their advances, regardless of what the circumstance is, because they have already determined, predetermined where they're going, who they're going to be and how it's going to work. That is what determination sounds and looks like. Now, again, let me ask you, how many people do you know who fit that description? Hopefully you can say the person in the mirror fits that description and maybe you might know a handful of people, meaning you can count them on the fingers on one hand who fit that description. Almost nobody else, you know, fits that description. Most people don't fit that description, by the way. So if you think, you know, 50 people who are like that, I highly doubt it unless you happen to be part of a, some type of high level mastermind. But other than that, just random people that, you know, just by living life. No, no way at all. Again, this is how most people end up wherever life sends them, not where they have consciously chosen to be. Most people have zero determination. The top 2% of people have high levels of determination, which means regardless of the circumstances that are placed in front of them or the situation in which they are placed, they always find ways to turn circumstances to their favor. Now, while I tell you that 99% of life is out of your control, you don't actually control circumstances. The more control you take over the 1% that you do control, the more you can influence circumstance. And you can start to turn circumstance almost as if you are controlling it in your favor because your determination level is so high that you seem to be able to manipulate circumstance and because of your strong influence over the things that happen around you. And the only reason any person has a strong influence over the things that happen around them is because they have a high level of determination. In other words, they have already determined what's going to happen here. And all they're doing is shaping the situation to fit what they have already determined it was going to be. That is determination. That's taking ownership. That's self-ownership. That's the first principle when I talk about the 12 work on your game commandments is ownership. Taking ownership of your situation is determination. They are, you could use them interchangeably in this context. So understand something, folks, when it comes to circumstances and when it comes to determination, 2% people always find ways to turn circumstances to their favor, regardless of the circumstance. They always turn that circumstance to their favor, regardless of what it is. And again, this is not some magic trick. This is not some skill that's only available to a certain person. That skill is only utilized by certain people, but it's available to everybody. This skill does not require any specific amount of resources. It doesn't require any resources at all, as a matter of fact. Determined people have decided, keyword, that they are going to be a certain thing. And they set about making it real. That's it. Determined people have decided I'm going to be this. And then they go out and they become that thing. And it doesn't mean it happens overnight. It doesn't mean it happens just because they snap their fingers. And it damn sure does not mean it's easy. But because they have determined that they're going to do it, they're willing to go through the challenges, the third days, if you will, to make it happen. And they have the mental toughness to keep pushing. This is what determined people do. Top 2% performers, this is what they do. 98% of people don't do this. They don't decide what they want to be. And since they haven't decided, they can't go out and influence anything because they don't know what they're trying to influence. They don't know what outcome they're trying to get to. See, if you haven't made a decision, you have no determination, you haven't determined anything, then you can't really have any influence because the only way you can influence something is if you are clear on what you're trying to influence, who you're trying to influence, why you're influencing and what outcome you want to get to. See, if you haven't determined anything, then none of those things matter. They don't even come into the equation. So this is why determination matters so much. 98% of people don't do any of this stuff. 
So if you want to be in the top 2%, I'm telling you the formula right here for what you need to do that will separate you from 98 out of every 100 people you know. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is traits of the top 2%. Number three, discipline. Now, this is one you should know pretty well. Why should you know well? Because I open the show with this every single day. Showing up every day to do the work. You heard me say that a thousand times. How many people do you know who do this? How many people do you know who show up every single day to do the work? I would bet, for most of you, I would bet you know very few people who fit this description, even though it's a pretty simple concept. Show up every day, do the work. How many people do you know who do it? And the reason you know so few people who do this is not because those people who don't do it, it's not because they lack the resources to show up. Everybody has the resources to simply show up. Anybody can just get out of bed and know where you're supposed to be and just be there on time. Anybody can do that. Why do so few people actually do it, though, on a consistent basis? That's the question. Resources have nothing to do with this. The reason people don't do this is because they have no discipline. People just have no discipline. And so you may be thinking this may sound a little bit of circular reason. Why do people not do a discipline thing? Because they have no discipline. Well, where does discipline come from? Let's back up. Discipline comes from structure. The reason many people can't show up consistently to do the work, i.e. be disciplined, is because they have no structure. When there is no structure, discipline will eventually evaporate. When you don't have structure, your discipline will evaporate. I am more disciplined in my schedule throughout the day, throughout my workday, when I have back-to-back items on my calendar and know exactly what needs to happen next and next and next. Therefore, there are no gaps of time in my schedule. I'm more disciplined on those days than on days when I have gaps in the schedule because when the structure goes away, so does my discipline. All right, so I'm just as prone to this as any other human being is. And this is why you want to have the structure in place. And this is why we have work when your game university where we bring the structure to you. We implement the structure into your business and into your life so that the discipline will happen as a natural byproduct. So discipline comes from structure. And many people lack discipline, again, simply because they don't have the structure. Because a lot of people don't even understand that discipline, it comes from structure. So therefore, because of this, they don't show up every day. They can't show up every day. And without that consistent work of showing up, they can't produce results. And when you're not producing results consistently, guess what? You also don't have consistently. You don't have confidence. Now, would you be confident if you were consistently not producing results? Of course not. And when you are not consistently producing results, thus you lack confidence, you are ineligible to be a self-determining individual because you don't have the confidence to even believe you can do anything because you ain't doing it. Remember where confidence comes from. It comes from a belief of your ability to do something. Where does that belief come from? It comes from past experiences. So if you haven't experienced any success, you'd have no reason to feel like you can experience success in the future. This is why your determination is weak because you don't have the confidence. You don't have confidence because you have no discipline. You have no discipline because you have no structure. So you see how all this works together? So you see how this stuff connects. 
And this is why having one piece naturally leads to the next piece and naturally leads to the next. So this is why I can confidently state there will never be a problem of everyone being a CEO at the same time, because that would mean everyone in the world has decided to be self-determining, structured, disciplined, and thusly confident. What are the chances of that happening? Chances are somewhere very close to zero. I know how silly that sounds. Everybody can become a CEO. Everybody's going to become a business owner. Nobody's going to want to be a worker because everybody's just going to be super self-determined and disciplined and believing in themselves. Really? You really think that's going to happen? I would love to take that bet. How much you want to bet on that? And let's put some parameters in place so I know when I can collect my money. Because that's an easy win. Point number four. Today's topic, once again, we are talking the traits, mental traits of the top 2%. Number four, the will and ambition to be wildly successful. Now, you may notice that some of these words may sound pretty similar to you. So we talked about determination. We talked about discipline. We talked about drive. And now I'm talking about the will and ambition to be wildly successful. But if you listen to the way I'm describing each word, you'll notice that there are slight distinctions between them. And also, I will give you that usually when you have one of these, it often is accompanied by others. You usually won't find someone who has strong drive, but no ambition, no determination and no discipline. Usually it doesn't happen. Someone who's super disciplined usually has strong drive. They're determined and they have some will and ambition. Usually these travel in packs, but they are different. And I'm telling you what each one of them does and why each one of them has their own position in, on the team. So ambition, folks, means a strong desire to achieve something often that requires a lot of hard work and effort. Most people, if you ask them, will tell you that they have ambition. You ask most people, hey, are you ambitious? Most people say yes. Now, you may get a few people who will honestly say, yeah, I ain't really that ambitious. I'm all right where I'm at. Again, they may not use the exact word ambition. But they will tell you that they want to achieve big things. So if someone wants to achieve big things that are not easy to achieve. That is a reflection of ambition. Whether they're lying or telling you the truth is a different question. But if someone says that, they communicate that, that is a reflection of being an ambitious individual. Again, whether it's true or not, it's a different story. And that takes the next sentence in this point. Very few people actually take actions to get towards their said outcomes, let alone do they actually achieve them. So even though many people will tell you that they have big goals and big dreams, if you watch them, their mouths say they have big goals and big dreams, right? But if you watch their feet, you watch their behavior, you'll notice that they never do anything to move themselves any closer to those big goals and big dreams. So which one should we believe, folks? Pop quiz class. Which one do you believe? Somebody tells you one thing, but they do something that is different than what they said. Which one do you believe, the actions or the words? Of course, we all know the answer is you judge people on their actions, not on their words, because words are a dime a dozen. Words are slippery by nature. You can interpret someone's words to mean one way when it actually means something different. Actions are much harder to misinterpret because they're clear. Actions can be felt. Words can be felt sometimes, but not all the time. And again, words can deceive. Actions are not as apt to be used for deceit as words are. Actions are harder to fake. It doesn't mean they can't be faked. Let's be clear. But words are easy. You're easy to lie with words. It's harder to lie with actions. So ambition is a strong desire to achieve something. Again, it requires hard work and effort. Most people say they're ambitious, but look at their actions. They're not ambitious. No one wants to sound like an idiot or a dummy who has no goals. So if you ask somebody if they're ambitious, they'll say yes, because they don't want to sound stupid or sound like a loser who doesn't have any goals. But most people, if you actually look at them, you will notice that they don't have any goals. They don't want to sound like they don't have goals. But if you look at them, it's obvious that they don't have goals because they're not doing anything to reach anything other than where they're at. They're not doing anything other than maintaining the status quo. This is how most people live their entire lives. 
I'm being facetious when I say that a lot of people don't want to sound like idiots or dummies by saying they're not ambitious, but most people are idiots and dummies who are not ambitious. I mean, this is what it is. I'm being facetious. I'm also telling you the truth. Most people have no ambition. Most people are not going to do what it takes to achieve things that are not easy to achieve. So if you want to do something that's not easy, I mean, that's hard in itself. Just the fact that you even told yourself you're going to do something that you know is not easy, all right, that's hard. And if you can't be a boss in your own life, if you can't boss yourself to start doing these things that we talked about, you're not qualified to be the boss of anybody else. You got to have these things in abundance, this will and ambition to be great. In addition to the other things that we talked about here. Moving on to point number five, last point here today, we are talking about the traits of the top 2% of performers out there. Number five, I got a rhetorical question for you. Who do you know who has all four of these traits? Drive, discipline, determination, and will. Who do you know who has all four? Driven to be successful. They have the discipline to show up consistently. They have determined that they're going to be successful. And they have the will, the strength of will and ambition to push themselves through challenging situations and challenging times to keep going on their path. Who do you know who has all four of these? And you can unequivocally say this person has all four. I would bet most of you the answer is very few people. In other words, you can count them on one hand. How many people you know who fit this description? Most of you, I would be surprised if most of you can say more than one person. Again, some of you, maybe you work with these type of people all day, every day, and you do it as a specialty. So maybe you know a thousand. But most people know maybe one person who fits this description. Some of you don't know any. Some of you are zero. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. But we're just trying to point out what's true. Very few people have all four traits. So because very few people have all four traits, let me let you all in on an open secret. There will never be a shortage of workers. While there's nothing wrong with being a worker, these workers who I run into, again, when I'm on social media, they are complaining about the situation as if someone else is forcing it upon them as if they can't change the circumstance by simply getting these four traits that I just talked about, they can't just get these traits and they can live a completely different life if they wanted to. There will never be a shortage of people who simply want to be told what to do. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be told what to do. I mean, that's the life that you want to live. You are entitled to live it with no judgment from someone like myself. But the people who I find myself talking to on social media who call themselves defending the workers, quote unquote, and they complain about the situation as if they have no choice, as if they have no options. And then when I say, well, you know, you actually have options, right? You don't have to keep staying in this situation. You could become an entrepreneur. And then they'll say something like that show that reflects their lack of knowledge of what entrepreneurship actually is. They'll say, well, these entrepreneurs, they all got millions of dollars that they inherited or that the government hands them or they got all these resources. That's the reason that they're entrepreneurs. And those not you can become an entrepreneur with no money and you could do it right online or using all free stuff. See, a lot of people just have these false beliefs in their minds that they have never actually examined or allowed to be examined. So they go through their entire lives thinking that they're smart when they're actually stupid. Going through their entire lives thinking that they're doing things that are helping them when they're doing things that are actually hurting them. With all that said, if you acquire and implement these assets that do require effort and hard work to acquire them and to implement them, and that's effort and hard work that most people are not willing to do, if you are willing to do so, and you do, you can move further ahead than everyone else in by leaps and bounds. Pretty simple. Acquiring and implementing these assets requires effort and work that most people will not do. Not your fault, not my fault. That's their decision and is their right to live. And most people are destined to be the average masses. Most people are destined to be part of the masses. 
That's not a knock on people. And it's not a knock on anyone who maybe you find yourself part of the masses right now. It's just the truth. And if you want to be one of the top 2% performers, you just got to make sure you are not doing what the masses of people are doing. What are you doing right now that the masses do? Are you doing something that most average people do? Are you sitting around watching TV? Are you mindlessly scrolling through social media? Those things are all average person behaviors. You got to catch yourself. You want to make sure that you are not amongst average people when it comes to your behavior. Unless, of course, you want to be average. Now, if you want to be average, then I don't even know how you made it through this whole episode. But assuming that you have some clear purpose and some clear direction in your life, you know what your options are and you know what the trade-off is of each one of these options. Let's recap today's class, which is traits of the top 2%. Again, I was thinking about Pizza Hut laying off employees while I was talking about it on social media. And some people were saying, well, the company's treating employees bad. And at one point in the conversation, I said, well, why don't these employees just start their own businesses? People said, well, that's not so easy. And someone also said, well, if everyone became a CEO, there wouldn't be anybody left to work. I've had more than one person say that to me. And today I'm explaining to you why the people who become that are in the top 2% and it still leaves 98% of people to do everything else. So that will never happen that there'll be no one working because everybody owns a business. Number one, drive. Top 2% people have a level of drive that no one around them has. Your drive to succeed must be stronger than that of almost everyone you know, full stop. Number two, determination comes from the root word determine. What does determine mean? It means to make a decision, to know what you're going to do. Many people fall short in life because they never determine what they want to achieve. So therefore, actually, they don't even fall short because they only know where they're going. You only fall short when you got a goal. They don't go anywhere in life because they never determine where they want to go, why they want to go there, when they'll get there, who's going to go with them, never consider any of this stuff. So it's impossible for them to be successful because they don't set themselves up with a goal. You can't score without a goal. If you can't score, you can't win. All right. Determined people have decided they're going to be a certain thing and they're going to live a certain way. And they set about making it real through point number three, discipline. This one you should know well, because again, I open the show with this every single day. How many people do you know who have talent, but don't have discipline? All right. Many of you probably work with some of these folks. Maybe you have hired them. Maybe you've been hired by them. Talented people, skilled people, but they have very little discipline. Many people lack discipline simply because they have no structure. All right. Structure creates discipline. So if you don't show up every day and do the work, then you can't produce results. You'll have no confidence. Then you're uneligible to be a self-determining individual. So you, all this stuff connects. So you want to be self-determining. You got to be disciplined. You got to get the structure in place. It doesn't have to be your structure. Plug into our structure. Come to work on your game university and plug into what we got. We will help you. Number four, will and ambition to be wildly successful. Ambition is a strong desire to achieve something that requires effort and hard work. Most people will tell you that they're ambitious, but if you look at their actions, you'll notice that most people are not ambitious. They're okay being okay. And if you want to achieve things that are not easy, you got to go after them. You can't be a boss in other people's eyes if you haven't become a boss in your own life. So you got to start setting yourself straight on all of this stuff. And number five, who you know has all 40 traits? For most of you, the answer is very few people. And most of you may know one person. Maybe you know one person who fits this description. And listen, this is why there will never be a shortage of workers in life. There will never be too many CEOs and not enough workers. And again, there's nothing wrong with being a worker. All right, but the workers who I run into who complain about the situation as if someone has forced it upon them, I don't agree with these people fundamentally. So acquiring and implementing these assets requires effort, hard work that most people are not willing to engage with. And again, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's their decision and it's their life to live. Most people are destined to just be part of the average masses. This is not a knock on those people. It's just the truth. Just make sure you are not one of them unless, of course, you want to be. So by the end of this episode, you will now know what your options are and you know the trade off of each, which I just did. So with that said, make sure you text me soon. My test community, my number is 305-384-6894. And 
WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. If you have the drive, the determination, the discipline, and the will to be successful, and you want to enhance those, and you want to put them to work in a strategic, system-driven process so that you can create your outcomes and be held accountable for it the entire time through, go to WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. That link's down below in the description, and that's where you can work with me directly. Work on your game. Dre, all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. Are you ready to take your health and well-being to the next level? Or if you're already at the next level, you want to make sure you stay there? Introducing AG1, the ultimate all-in-one supplement that will revolutionize your daily routine. AG1 is meticulously crafted to provide your body with a comprehensive blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. What does all that mean? Let me make it simple means you're getting the perfect solution for those of you who are committed to optimizing your health and fueling your body with the very best. I take this stuff myself besides water and my protein shake. I don't put anything else in my body. Whether you're a professional athlete or someone who values meticulous attention to detail when it comes to what you put in your body, AG1 is designed with people like us in mind. But the benefits don't stop there. When you choose AG1, you're going to receive a free one-year supply of vitamin D a vital nutrient that supports a strong immune system and promotes healthy bones. On top of that, we're including five free AG1 travel packs so you can stay on top of your game wherever life takes you. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Your body deserves the highest quality nutrition, and AG1 is here to deliver. That's why I partner with them. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game.